Welcome to episode 41 of the Permaculture Pimp Cast. The only pimp cast out there where we discuss permaculture, preparedness, and practical living. And don't forget, pimp stands for permaculture is my passion. How you doing, son? Good. How are you? Well, I'm doing good. It sounds like your voice is a whole yeah, lot better. That's what you get better now. choked down by your old man. Boy. Yeah, we got some comments about that we'll on talk the Fountain about it. app. We'll talk about it in a bit. Speaking of Fountain app, y'all can go over there and tip a pimp. Or if you prefer, you can go ahead and leave a comment over there. Or you can also tip in silver. We have our P.O. box listed in the YouTube video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's also an option as well. This episode brought to you by Hickory Ridge Soap by TwoOldCrows.com. Turn that simp into a pimp. Bam! That's what we do. All right, y'all. Tip of the day. Don't. All right. There's a reason I'm bringing this up because of a conversation I overheard in Lowe's today. And I'll just get straight to the tip and I'll explain temp the tip and i'll explain where it all came from pimp tip there you go the pimp tip pimp tip of the day maybe we might have pimp, to change that pimp temp pip t- okay i don't know if i can say that 10 times look here here's your tip don't torture yourself for the holidays here's what i'm getting at so i'm in uh lowe's today had to pick up a few things um in fact inside the studio here high atop billy's jungle palace of love we're sitting in one of our uh, our spaces, and this is where we do the the pimp cast. It's also our office. It's also the place where right now Emily is in there designing this uh, preparedness closet, I guess, or or a pantry. Uh, a what's I hate the name or anything that ends in er denier election denier. That's what they're saying out there. Remember, just end it in er. You can make it a pejorative. Anyway, she's in here, um, you know, decorating this closet. Well, I was in here getting the, the racks we needed to be able to make that possible. And, of course, already we just jump right over Thanksgiving, son, go straight into Christmas, and they're in there playing the Christmas music, got the trees out. In fact, the trees have been out, shoot, maybe two months. We weren't even out of summer yet. Yeah, they've been out. It was hot out when they were over at Walmart in Weaverville. I saw them up on top of the aisles. Like, as soon as you walk in and look yeah. right, Sam's. they had them up there. And it, I, Yeah, it was hot out. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's been out for a while, yeah. and now they decided to go ahead and start playing the music, and I'm like, are you kidding me? This is already happening? Okay, well, all right. I guess, you know, they're needing, you know, these uh, corporations need that money too, and, you know, Christmas keeps getting pushed back where it's not even special anymore to the people that celebrate it. This we is don't, but clearly that's... not a Christian holiday. Well. This is very clear. If Asheville is celebrating Christmas this much, it is clearly not a Christian holiday. Boy, you just said a mouthful right there, man. Well, maybe we can even talk about some of that as far as what your mom and Emily did. Yeah. And that we'll get into that in a minute. But basically, don't torture yourself for the holidays. I'm hearing people in there, at least in the paint aisle, I had to pick up some gloves. And, um, you know, you hear over here conversations. Look, I'll just cut right to the chase. There are so many people out there that detest the holidays because you know you're going to be around people you don't want to be around. And I don't understand why you do it. If you have a family like mine, okay, my biological family, if you have people like that who are going to find every reason to argue, fuss, fight, if it's going to be a stressful occasion, why on earth do you put yourself through it? Why not abstain? Why not just say, look, hey, y'all do your own thing. I'm going to spend my time with some peaceful folks. Especially if they got injected. Just blame it on that. Say, hey, I don't want to be shed on. <laughs> yeah. Well. Shed on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah make sure you clear. pronounce that one right. Especially with that <laughs> messed up voice you still have. Yeah. But the point being is that when you get down to brass tacks on a lot of this stuff, People are already torturing themselves knowing that they, I got to go this place for the holidays. I got to do all that. Well, do you? Because I don't. I mean, why, why sit here and torture yourself? I've never understood. And I haven't understood this my whole life. If I'm going to be in the company of a bunch of people that are going to complain, fight, 
create a bunch of mayhem and why not? Why even put myself in that position? And, and I'm saying that as a guy who has to go to Asheville maybe once or twice yeah. a week. So, uh, so I'm kind of speaking out of both sides of my mouth here. Yeah, you'll suffer some liberals for some biscuits, won't you? Yeah, I'll put up with some, boy, you, I'll, those are my Scooby snacks, man. I'll put up with some any kind of dumb stuff. And, uh, you know, or yeah, you're right, son. I, I guess I got to eat a little crow on that. But, yeah. you know, it's short-lived. You got people showing up and, you know, why sit here? And I've said it before, and I'm going to say it again for the people that are new here. It's like, okay, if I have a dog that's misbehaving or biting people, well, you're not going to put up with it. If I have a sheep that's jumping the fence, he's got to go because he's going to teach the others how to do it. You got a rooster that's coming in on you, like uh, my last rooster that's in that pot down there right now. Um, Or you have a bull that wants to act up. Well, you don't tolerate any of this stuff in your animals. So why on earth do we as human beings tolerate it with what should be high functioning human beings? So if I don't tolerate bad behavior in in animals, I sure ain't going to tolerate it in people. Coco might be higher functioning than some of these people. Boy, you said a mouthful, son. You're knocking it out of the park today, son. (laughs) Coco, he's a pretty smart bull. Yeah, man, (laughs) he is a smart bull, but I'll tell you what, man, I, I sadly, think that you're absolutely right but oh yeah you know regarding this tip though i mean why sit here and spend your free time your spare time your leisure time whatever you want to call it why are you going to spend it in the company of a bunch of people that are acting up or maybe just maybe you might be that person that's acting up you might be that person that's uh you know consider that side of the equation too or you're not letting something go i just don't see i just don't see the reason for it I would rather be in a room in the company of strangers and probably be more peaceful that way. Or we spend time with your mom's side of the family. Yeah. <laughs> it's, we yeah there's do. a whole side of the family that's safe to hang out with. Yeah. Yeah. There's not going to be any, yeah, there's not going to be any, you know, definitely no yelling. Oh man. It's going to be sure. just straight out screaming. Yeah. All right. So farm news. Well, we went over to uh, Jason's at sow the land and we went down there it's always cool to hang out with Jason, man. And I'll tell you what, it's amazing how much he can get done in yeah. a very short, you know, you go there, you see that place. And then when you come back, man, it's totally transformed. I mean, he's a dynamo, man. He really is. And of course, you know, Lorraine and I'm sure the baby's doing her part too, but she ain't a baby anymore. She's almost eye level with me. Yeah. No kidding. Boy, she's growing like a weed. But every time you go down there, man, you see massive improvements because, I mean, let's be honest here. When he first bought the place, man, that, that barn was, like, needing all kinds of work. And now, man, it's a showpiece. And, you know, I don't, I didn't even go in the house, so I don't know what he's done in there. But every, it's like he's got a whole army of people nobody knows about because it's really staggering how much work he gets done in between the times we see him. So, I mean, look, he's not one of those YouTubers. In fact, you know, down there, you know, Ben Holler was there, too, and Meg and the kids. And, um, and I'll tell you what, these folks are actually doing what they say they do, man. They're actually out there. They're not YouTubers. They're not farmers. They're not YouTubers pretending to farm. They're actually farming. They're actually doing this stuff. If they were, if they were YouTubers pretending to farm, Jason wouldn't have bought that property. (laughs) No, no, that's a real, that's a fact. Yeah. That's a fact. And you know, Ben and Meg, man, they built that place from the ground up. They're doing the same kind of thing, man. It's all. You know, it's, it's really a joy to be able to spend a little time with. We actually have a question about what we did there with the with the marking out the swale and all that. Okay. We have a question to asking about swales and, and videos and classes and all that stuff. Well, you know, it was kind of interesting, too. There were some other YouTubers there as well. And I was kind of feeling them out as far as a consensus. And it seems that we are definitely not the only people being suppressed. Yeah. In fact, it seems I'm not going to say any names or anything because they, they didn't give me liberty to do so. Although I'd love to have have them on this podcast, um, where it looks like everything about the YouTube space is changing in terms of if you're really showing people how to do stuff, if you're really showing people how they can feed themselves, if you're laying their fears, then you are being suppressed right now. I guarantee it on YouTube. Now, if you're out there spreading fear or saying, get these five things or you're going to die well, you're right at the top of the list yeah. because fearful people don't take action or at least they don't take the right action. So the powers that shouldn't be Google and whoever else, I mean, folks are screwing with us 30 ways to Sunday, whether it's this podcast. And that's why we ask you to go ahead and 
fill out a review, tell everybody you know what we're doing here because we're unlike any farm podcast out there. Can I get an amen? Yeah, and we got a uh, knife giveaway from the reviews today. That'll happen a little bit later. Yeah, that's for you dedicated fans. <laughs> yeah. So we talked to those other folks down there, and it's, it generally seems that if you're trying to do real things and convey that, you are almost certainly being suppressed in the YouTube space. But that's not why we did it. Um, I want to evangelize permaculture as far as I can. It's not a money-making scheme. It's not any of that kind of stuff. I mean, for us, it's a matter of getting as many farmers out there and people sing. If they see somebody like me, the non-traditional farmer, and they see that we're doing things that nobody else on this planet is doing, then maybe that might speak to a bunch of people out there that are thinking, I don't know if I can do this or not. And they see me doing it. Well, man, that gives all kinds of hope. And, you know, I, I generally shy away from some of the inspiration that I'm told I have on people. But at least I know that when I was a kid and being, like I said, a, a brown person and BIPOC, I, Dad. Oh, is that what I am? BIPOC. I'm not. I'm not. You anything. got grouped in. I'd rather be Tupac than BIPOC. I ain't whatever. You got grouped in with the rest of them. (laughs) Negative. Negative. Ain't going to happen. I don't know what this stuff is. Look, I'll I'll, I'll submit to person of color because growing up, I remember, you know, where I grew up in Oklahoma, you know, the white people thought you were black and the black people didn't think you were black enough if you spoke well. So it was a kind of weird space for me to be in because I, I got along with pretty much everybody or at least tried to. And, um, it, it gave you some problems or gave me some problems. It took a long time to overcome because you never felt accepted when you're a person like me, where you, nobody can ever figure out what you are. And you're constantly asked, um, what are you? It doesn't matter, but what are you? Well, then why did you ask if it doesn't matter? You know, it was one of those things growing up that it was always, um, it was a pain in the butt and, uh, you know, I outgrew it and, um, became clever and realized that, Hey, it's okay to be smart and study and all this kind of stuff. And, and then do your own self-study. But anyway, man, we kind of went far afield on that one. Yeah. What was the tip of the day? Well, we're past the tip, dude. We're talking about... <laughs> Farm news. That's it. Yeah. So we were down there. Um, we're down there having a really good time. And we're finding out that there's a whole lot of suppression going on. So, folks, if this stuff is going to get out there, it's going to happen because you did it. So tell everybody you know about what we're doing here. But one cool thing, seeing the Holler Boys down there, they're testing some equipment for me. Yeah. And that's those boys crack me up. They are, man, but they are wicked smart, man. It's funny because I I don't want to say just yet what I gave them, but one of the one of the twins, they're the oldest. um, I gave him something and I wanted him to test it out for me. And then I ended up giving some to his twin brother. And these guys, these kids, they're raised to be autodidacts. And That's for dog owners. <laughs> yeah, they are. They're figuring stuff out themselves. Man, you got any issue? It's floor. It'll floor you how quick. Boy, Ben trained those boys up right, yeah. man. They all got everyday carries on them. I mean, they look like Batman, like utility belts, man. Yeah. And um, but they have this natural God-given curiosity that wasn't beaten out of them through the public school system, and it's a joy to see. So when I I handed them something, and I'm curious to see what they do with it. Because it's also going to be one of our upcoming products and everything. And I I really wanted these guys to give it to once over because at this point I haven't tested it completely, but I know those guys are going to definitely put it through its, its rigor and test it out. So I'm really excited to hear how that goes down. Um, okay. So, um, another little farm thing and I'm way behind, man. I should have already been like chapters into this book. I'm supposed to be writing right now. Yeah. And I'm not. Dang, that I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to have, I gave a oh, look, it's going to be a long night tonight. Cause I got to get this first chapter done. And folks, this is the book I'm in a nutshell. I'm not going to give you the whole thing. At least not right now. Remember this book, it's going to be in collaboration with somebody else and it's going to help you on your permaculture journey or even your farm or homestead journey. I don't care. This book should apply to just about everybody out there, especially in these times. And it's not meant to make money or anything like that. All those, nobody makes money on writing books for the most part. The idea is, is to take some of this knowledge, some of what I have up here that I can't always convey, not in a podcast and definitely not on YouTube. And it's in terms of, how to make your life a whole lot simpler when you're out there trying to get some of the stuff that I've worked years on. And there's never been anybody to write this down, probably the way that it's going to be done. So 
I'm supposed to be working on that, but it's working on the intro. In fact, son, I kind of de facto, because first thing I'm supposed to be working on today, the first part of it, because I'm not a writer, maybe I'll develop into one, but I, I haven't typically written anything beyond essays for college and something like that. So, in fact, I, I kind of detest, I love to read, but I'm not so great at writing. So, yeah, I absolutely hate writing. Yeah, I'm not the world's biggest fan of it, but. I have some resources that are going to help me out, but honestly, the part I'm supposed to start with is my story, you know, mm. and that's difficult. And I kind of got into it a little bit. I think maybe it might've been some Freudian thing, definitely not some weirdo Oedipal complex or anything, but I'm saying I kind of, <laughs> there's a whole wide variety of things he talked about. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I'm not getting into that freaky stuff, y'all. I'm saying um, it, it's hard. It's very, very difficult for me to talk about my origin story, you know? Because frankly, it wasn't all that pleasant. Uh, not a period of time. I mean, it was a very abusive household, and I don't think you have to go through any of that in the in this book, though. I I don't know. I'm gonna throw it out there, and we'll see what the editor decides to run with. Um, I'll 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 try to. I'm supposed to give some kind of origin story, but man, this is tough because it's dredging up things I try to forget about. There's there's um you know there there are painful parts in everybody's life, and they say, oh, you got to confront them, you got to do all that. Well, I've done all that. I just don't want to keep doing it. So I'm thinking that by I'm, I'm hoping to a certain extent that now maybe this is going to be a little read the book. Yeah. Tell them to buy the book and read it. Yeah. But I don't want anybody's sympathy either. That's the thing. I don't, the thing I don't like is somebody saying, um, I, I really, I'm really not good with compliments and I really don't like, uh, people, uh, treating me like I'm some kind of celebrity cause I'm not. I'm not anything special. I'm not anything different. I'm flawed. In fact, probably more so than most. And um, I really don't want anybody feeling sorry for me. So I, I, I don't, I'm, I'm reluctant in what I reveal. I don't think that's the purpose of it. I think the purpose of putting that stuff in it would be to make you more relatable to people who've gone through similar scenarios, maybe. I, or I, I or the people who have gone through absolutely none of that and now realize that they have no excuse. You know, I didn't look at it that way. See, I raised smart kids, y'all. Yeah. Is there is there another one? <laughs> yeah. Kendra is kind of my de facto daughter, and so is Emily. So, um, yeah. I got smart kids up in here, y'all. You got a sister wife, apparently. No. <laughs> no. Um, I, I never I never really thought about that. But I never thought about being relatable, and I've never given any uh, deep story on YouTube. I just don't feel... I'm just not trying to hash it. And I really ain't trying to be like some of these others out there that give these sob stories in the, in the effort of trying to uh, lure people in that way. That's not what I do. I'm thinking the work should stand on its own. I came from a weird place and uh, maybe, maybe that's exactly what'll happen. So I just, I'm, I guess I'm kind of thinking two, maybe five steps ahead and I'm sitting here thinking, Oh man, the next festival I go to, maybe somebody's going to read this and then think I'm some charity case. And I'm no, really I don't think not thinking that I'm really not hoping that I'm really hoping that doesn't happen. So y'all look, I'm, I, I, there's a lot of people out there that have been through a whole lot more than I ever will and have ever had, and you're doing astonishing things. And maybe, maybe just maybe this sort of thing will help. So folks, if you got any opinion on that, let me know. Um, I, I'll be honest with you. I'm reluctant. I'm very reluctant. So we'll uh, drift on into, man, I, I got a lot to say here, man, and I'm not sure. I, I guess I'm not quite sure. World how to, news? Well, I call it world news, but it's pretty much a hodgepodge of anything. I mean, it's of everything, really. Um, you know, you got that stuff with the FTX crypto guy, and I'm hearing we got yeah, comments we got also. some comments about Bitcoin. Yeah, so we got the crypto dude, and that he's a complete charlatan. <laughs> Apparently, he gave a bunch of money to the Democrats and a bunch of left-wing causes before they nabbed him. <laughs> And then you got, and I got to agree with him. You got like people like Tucker Carlson out there saying, you know, we need to end all electronic voting machines and return to paper ballots. I mean, what, we shouldn't have done that at 2000 with that debacle. We got dimple chads and, you know, all this other nonsense that happened in Florida. You would have thought that this would have been something we came to a long time before now. Um, and then, of course, you know, got all the chicanery going on. I mean, a lot of it's going to come out, and I'm sure a lot of the – um you know, the people that have been investigating these voting machines and all this other stuff, they're yeah. going to, I mean, in real time, man, Mike Lindell sitting there showing 
I mean, you have got to be a dummy. I'm not a Republican. Just for those that are tuning in, I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. I am a registered libertarian, so I hate them both. I don't hate them, but I dislike both your politics. But the point I'm getting at is I don't have a dog in that race on either side of this thing. I know that they're all polecats. Yeah, they whenever they see live on the the voting registration part, they see L I B on there. I'm, I'm sure they assume uh, liberal. Was it that fruitcake you uh, saw at the voting thing yeah, last time? I'm sure they assume liberal, but it's a uh, it's not. It's libertarian. Also, just to prove that we're not Republicans. Look, Tucker Carlson could come out and say Jesus is king, COVID was fake, and the injection is a bioweapon, and I'd still want to punch that dude in the face. <laughs> there's Carlson? something, yeah, there's something about that dude's haircut and the way he dresses. I don't know what it is about that guy. He doesn't he, bother me so like, much. It's like Tucker Carlson just never got punched in his life. No, it, that's the way he talks to people. I'll tell you who I feel that same way about. It is that uh, Ben Shapiro. Him too. Line him up, dude. <laughs> Line him up. <laughs> Ben Shapiro is going to need a step stool, but line him up. That guy, I, I guess people think that just because he talks fast, you know, that if I could talk real fast, everybody thinks I'm intelligent. You know, I mean, I don't like that guy. He's a polecat, and he was one of those people go out there and get jabbed and was dogging the people that didn't. So I don't like him either, but he's one I'd like to smack around a little bit. I could I could take my time on him, let <laughs> him me tell you. And Tucker Carlson. Yeah, we're talking about violence here, y'all. But no, we I'm I'm like I said, I adhere to the non aggression principle, but I that might haircut. make an exception, yeah. man. <laughs> <laughs> that haircut crossed the line. <laughs> no, but this other thing that gets me, and this has nothing to do with permaculture whatsoever, is this thing now they're coming down on like Dave Chappelle. I mean, he's a comedian. Yeah. Now, I can't stand his politics. I think he's way wrong. And I think he's got a lot of things completely wrong. But the guy is a gifted, uh, thought-provoking comedian in so many different ways. And apparently, he made a joke on Saturday Night Live talking about... Um, and I went and listened to it. I mean, I don't watch TV or anything like that. But I went and found it when I saw you know, that he's out here getting all this heat. And I'm like, okay, so what did he actually say? And he was talking about the Jews... And Kanye West and Kyrie Irving, whoever that is, I don't even know who that. I don't even know who any of these guys are, to be honest with you, except for Dave Chappelle. And uh, he he made some jokes there that were honestly funny. And like I said, I don't care for his politics for the most part, but the jokes were. I mean, they were uh, Dave Chappelle. There's only been a couple of times where he where he, when he gets on his political rants and his comedy things, he I think he just falls flat on his face. But when he does comedy. And he can do it where he mixes in some social issues that make sense. Um, I thought it was funny. Like he says, you know, with, you know, a bunch of black people get together. It was a, it's a gang. When Italians get together, it's the mob. When the Jews get together, it's a coincidence. And <laughs> yeah. I, thought, I thought, okay, that's clever. And it's funny. And he's talking about, Hey man, been all over Hollywood. And uh, I I thought it was funny. I you mean, just so happened to run everything. Yeah, I mean, I'm like, dude. I mean, okay, so he's a comedian. Typically, typically, in the world of comedy, the beauty about it is if you can wrap something very uncomfortable or whatever in a joke, you typically and historically you get away with it. But now they're coming down on Dave Chappelle, and I'm like, okay, man. I look. I'm not going to go too deep into this, but I am going to point out. Okay. So six million, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go too deep into this, but I'm just gonna throw some feelers out there. All right. So they're telling the six million died in the Holocaust. They got a name for it. But I'd like to know, you know, Stalin killed at least four million in the Ukraine. Okay. Mao Zedong killed probably first numbers were 40 million, then it was 80 million. Now it's anywhere between 80 to 120 million that he killed murdered Pol Pot killed a third of his population. They had eight. What, what was it? 8 million people in Cambodia and he killed almost 3 million of them. I mean, that's more than a third. Yeah. The globalists were taking notes on him. Boy, they were thinking, man, he got it done. I mean, these guys yeah, were, he went after people with glasses. I'm, exactly, man. I mean, that guy absolutely bloodthirsty, the American Indians. Okay. And I think the conservative estimates are somewhere around 12 million were intentionally murdered in the United States. And not one of them has a Holocaust museum. No. Not one of them has a Holocaust museum. They have an unfinished crazy horse monument. Yeah. 
That's about the closest you get. So you mean the people, the hundred million? I'm saying six million's bad if the numbers are accurate. But you tell me you got four million from Stalin, a third of his population, more than a third of his population from Pol Pot, American Indians blasted right off the face of this earth. I mean, and nobody and they're the only ones that get a Holocaust museum? Yeah. I mean, so I'm I'm sitting here scratching my head like Okay, and I'm just, and y'all, that's a short list. And we didn't even do it. No, that's a short list. So why is it? Directly. You know, I, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. Um, Kill the Mockingbirds podcast. They they had a really good point. He made a really, really good point. You know, the right talks about how they're totally against um, suppression of people or shadow right. banning and all this stuff. Until you say something about a Jew, and then all of a sudden the right people are saying, oh, scrub him out. So what is it? Do we have a First Amendment or not? Look, I'm not for hate speech in any form. I'm not. I'm really not for hate speech in any, but I think you should be allowed to say whatever it is you want. Unless you're inciting violence or causing harm in that kind of way. I mean, at what point do we say, okay, we do have a First Amendment. It's supposed to cover uncomfortable speech. So why is it we can't, we can talk about any one of the people I talked about, but the second you you have something and whether you agree or disagree, I mean, it doesn't even matter. If you even bring it up or ask a critical question about anything, bam, you get scrubbed. One of the downsides of censoring hate, hate speech is that you don't know who the enemy is. If you can't, if you don't allow them to spew their hate speech, then, I mean, you don't recognize them but how, as you know, the enemy, an well, enemy. you know, a lot of the people that were asking the frontline doctors were asking critical questions and I would love to get them on there. Sean, uh, Ty and Charlene Bollinger have a docu-series that just came out right now. And I'm actually, I actually listened to a lot of it today when I was getting pig food and whatnot from our uh, partners. And, um, you know, when you get down to brass tacks on a lot of this stuff, all of it comes down to, and we've kind of briefly talked about it before, Operation Mop, Mockingbird, Operation Paperclip. Look those things up. Find out for yourself exactly the things that are going on in this world. But y'all, look, I don't care. I, I really, I'm trying to be very careful and cautious with my words because believe it or not, they will pull a podcast too. And I am a person who looks into a lot of occulted history. A lot of history that, you know, people like Anthony Sutton, you know, checking out Carol Quigley. That was a guy who I couldn't think of last week, Bill Clinton's mentor, where they literally tell you right to your face exactly how this thing's unfolding. A lot of other people out there, uh, G. Edward Griffin. Um, good night. The list is long, but you probably never heard of these people. And they're dropping manhole covers of information out there and occulted history. What I'm trying to get at, y'all, ask yourself. How is it you can't even mention a single word about these folks? And like I said, I don't have anything against, you know, I got friends that are Jews. Yeah, that's always, that's what people say. You're a racist now. Yeah, I got friends. That, I know a black, I know a Jew. I know a black guy. Yeah, it's, it's not that at all. It's like, I don't care. They're saying it's hate speech. Well, I didn't hear anything Dave Chappelle said, sounded like hate speech to me. Um but they're coming down on him too. And I don't even agree with his politics, but I would fight. In fact, people have died for your ability to say it. And some of you Christians that are listening, that are thinking, Oh, the Jews are the chosen people and all that stuff. Just watch the movie or watch the documentary marching to Zion, marching to Zion, watch that. And you'll realize that it's you're chosen as well. Yeah. There's a whole lot of, Look, I got very strong opinions about a lot of this stuff going on in this world, and I don't always fall in line with the mainstream uh, Christianity view of things. I just know that Jesus is my Lord and Savior. I know that much. And I got seriously critical questions about a lot of the things I was taught, and it just doesn't apply to um, you know things of this world. It, 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 it's also regarding my faith. Things that I had once strongly believed, I now question. Now, I don't, the one thing I'm 100% sure of is Jesus is my Lord and Savior. Now, I have been questioning and going through, in fact, I'm going through the book of Daniel right now. And I've been through the other books too. And I'm like, man, there's some question marks here about things that I was always taught 
that don't seem to add up here. Well, maybe the same thing applies to these other things. So I'm just asking you, I'm asking you to consider. Now, some of you might've even turned off the podcast at this point. I really don't care, but I'm hoping that you just ask yourself, how is it? We have all of these unbelievable murders of all these wicked people, but not one of them has a museum. Not one. I've been to a Holocaust. I remember I went to the Holocaust Museum down there with your mom, and um, I wasn't being cute. I asked the guy um, right there in the museum, your mom, boy, she she knows when I, I get a certain way, she's like running for the exit. But the museum was being close to being closed, and it was down there in New Orleans. And I'm looking at all this stuff, and I asked the um, I asked the guy, I can't remember if he was a curator. I'm not sure what his role was. But I'm asking him, I said, hey, do you have a section in here? I asked him, I said, hey, do you have a section in here for the Native Americans? Because I'm part Native American. And I'm like, do you have a section here for them? And, um, I mean, his response was bizarre. And I wasn't being cute. I had just, we got there late, and this thing was about to shut down. And I'd only been through a small portion of it. We went to this outside where they had a boxcar and some of this other stuff. And I'm like, man, I can't believe I just paid in this place. And now they're about to chuck us. It might've been 20 minutes. And so I went up to the guy and I asked that question and he acted as if I'd, I mean, like I just threw paint up on the wall or something. So that really started me to ask questions. I'm like, hold on. If I, if it's, if it's messed up, we can't ask questions about anything. I mean, we ask questions about farming. We ask questions about our politics. We ask questions about every single aspect. But if you start questioning anything about history, Oh, well, you just crossed the line there. Just asking the question, or hey, is this completely correct? I mean, I don't know. I don't 100% know, but I'm telling you what, I'm doing a great deal of study, and I have a lot of questions, and the first of which is, where's the museum for all these other people? Okay, six million is an awful number, dreadful number. You know what else is a bad number? One. One person murdered. But here it is, you got 100 million people in China, and right here in America, 12 million that we know of, not to mention the things that happened with the slaves. I mean, I got, I got heritage with both of those people, but I don't see a museum for either one of them. All right, y'all, if you're still sticking around afterwards, we're going to get into the main topic. Obviously, Dad picked the music this week. That's a jam. You picked what? the wrong part of the song, man. What do you mean I picked the wrong part of the song, Dad? That, what? I got to start giving you like little outlines, man. Are I you... don't know this song, man. This song jams. This yeah. is not a song I would continue listening to after the first fifteen seconds, man. You got to let it go, dude. Dude, I mean, basically, yeah, it's a real good song, y'all. And I can't even think of the guy's name, but yeah, exactly. <laughs> See, Alvin something. Alvin, and yeah, it seems right. Alvin, what? Lynn Lee. I don't know. Alvin, man. Just Alvin, man. That's all he Y'all needs. Y'all don't need to find it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I remember I remember the first time I heard that jam, I was working on a job back in Texas. And um, I was a, um, oh, shoot. I started out working on my tools, and then they made me like an inspector. And uh, this one old timer, man, he made good coffee and had good music, man. Dude was in the Bonamassa. He was in all that stuff. And uh, I remember I came up and Alvin Lee or something, I guess his name is. Anyway, it was a jam, and he's got some other jams out there too. Not the best guitarist in the world, but it was. You a, don't say. Well, <laughs> it was a it was a good jam, and blues guitarists don't have to be all that great, but it's awesome when they are. All right, y'all. So on the heels of the last one, hmm. How do I start this one? Okay. I just talked about the news. And I'm not talking about the thing that, you know, sped off from uh, Dave Chappelle. I'm talking about all the weird stuff that's going on in this country. And everybody is collectively, everybody with two brain cells together is asking, okay, this thing is clearly corrupt. This thing is clearly falling apart. When are these people going to wake up? I remember hearing a number of people on YouTube. Also in uh, the media, like, I can't believe these people. They, what's going to take to wake them up? 
And I know a lot of people are saying that regarding the people you know, you know and the people in your family. What is it going to take to wake them up? Well, I'm telling you what, the answer has arrived. The resolution to waking these people up, I'm, it's here. It's arrived. It's at the gates and nobody even knows it. Nobody sees it. We're at the edge of, we're, on, we're in the fourth turning. And I've talked about it before, book by Strauss and Howe, talking about that you have a saculum, which is 80 years. And every, you know, every 80 years, this cycle is completed over and over and over again. It happens every time. Like Solomon said, to everything, there is a season. And that was in Ecclesiastes. Well, Solomon apparently knew this. I mean, he was a pretty wise dude. And uh, everybody else is was just caught up to it. I guess, you know, the Romans knew it. The, um, every great society, we suspect, knew this. Definitely the Greeks as well who were the superpower, obviously, before the Romans. Now, every 80 years, this saculum, it unfolds, and we're in a fourth turning where you basically have a lot of weird things. You have a lot of cycles all converging at this time. Now, according to that book, The Fourth Turning, you're not, you're not guaranteed the good guys win, okay? So we gave you an example before. You know, the Revolutionary War, roughly 80 years later, you got the Civil War. Well, some would argue in that Civil War that maybe the good guys didn't win. Okay, depending on which way you come down on that. Yeah. And I'm going back to that occulted history and a lot of things that you weren't told. Maybe Lincoln wasn't the wonderful dude you thought he was. Oh, man, I think we lost about half our subscription base <laughs> yeah. at this point, son. But um, I'm keeping it as real as I know how. Here we are right now. Obviously, if you were a Nazi, you didn't think it worked out so well at the end of that fourth turning. Now, here we are. <laughs> here we are 80 years later, roughly. It's not 80 years right on the nose, but somewhere thereabout. And everybody's wondering, why is everybody asleep? Why isn't anybody waking up? And I've long made the, the argument that ever since the Greeks, it was known that to keep a population subjugated, you only require three things. You've heard bread and circuses, but I'm going to say it a different way because it's really three things. Food, entertainment, and a reasonable expectation of security. Okay, I will say, though, the one thing that the French forgot in the French Revolution, which happened about the same time as our American Revolution, just a little bit thereafter. They forgot about that food part. Well, people were starving. And the next thing you know, heads are rolling down the middle of the street. I mean, a lot of people were losing their heads. Okay, so what I'm getting at here is that the answer is right at the door. And I hate to admit it. I hate to say it. But it's really why we have been preparing everybody in the sound of my voice and our voice for as long as we have on YouTube and now on this podcast. And we're telling you the answer is at hand. And frankly, y'all, I'm going to be straight with you. It's starvation. That's the only cure to depravity and decadence. Throughout time and memoriam, I will give, okay, William's giving away a knife, but I'll tell you what, I'll give you a whole set of knives, expensive knives. If one person in the sound of my voice can cite one time in human history that a depraved, decadent society has ever corrected itself without the crucible of hard times, you can't find it. You're not going to find it. You're never going to find it. So you're wondering, okay, what do we do to wake these people up? I hate to say this, and I don't wish it. I wish I could just, like, I dream of Jeannie just blink my eyes and nod my head and then move on past all this. But honestly, the only cure to depravity is starvation, the crucible of really, really hard times. I invented that term. And I'm telling you it now because it's at the door. How many times, if you were to take the totality of all the things that were said in every podcast up until now, even when I did a lot of the front porch talks, up until recently, I never could tell you the biggest impetus for doing a lot of what we did on YouTube was to train anybody out there that would pay attention and look between the lines and say, hmm, this whole thing's falling apart. The depravity's only getting worse. I mean, for crying out loud, I can run into more people that practice witchcraft in the, around here than I can Christians. I'm dead serious. That openly practice witchcraft. Openly practice witchcraft around here. There are more Satanists around here than there are Christians, at least that I've witnessed. How awful is that? Well, you know, the only thing, when they find out, 
when they find out when the children are going to sleep hungry at night, when they themselves are starving and thinking about doing unthinkable things just to put that bread on the table, hmm, they might just find out and ask critical questions about what they believe. Maybe they're going to find out that depravity doesn't pay. Laziness doesn't work out. None of this stuff does you any good at the end of the day. And I got a feeling that just like, and you can see it in your Bible, how many times did the Jews see unbelievable things? And then in no time at all, they were right back. And I'm not dogging the Jews here. I'm saying this is all of us. I'm just using them as a case study. How many times over and over and over in the Old Testament are they walking the line at first and then bam, they get maybe the wrong leader in there. And then all of a sudden they all go sideways. Next thing you know, they're being slaves in Babylon. They come back. Next thing you know, they're right back at it all over again. Well, how is that any different than the modern day? You know, I, I got to believe that if I saw the Red Sea parted and I walked across on dry ground, I'd like to believe that maybe the fear of God, I don't mean that, I'm not saying that flip. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, how on earth could you have seen these things and then still trip when it's all said and done? But are we any different? Are we any different? It says right there in our preamble, the blessings to ourselves and our posterity to ordain and establish this constitution of the United States of America. It's right there in the preamble. And most people in this United States of amnesia don't even know what I'm talking about when I say preamble to the constitution. But this crucible of really hard times has a way. It of, happens before the constitution. <laughs> yeah. Well, the days of darkness have a way of making us see the light, but it's at hand. And you can be that person. That's what I'm working on, y'all. That's exactly why I'm writing this book. To convey as much as I can in these times that are almost certainly, barring some miracle, you will see in your lifetime, and you've never heard me talk like this before, you will see in your lifetime, and I'm talking pretty doggone soon, calamities that will shake you to the bone. It is unfolding. It is happening. You're eating food that's maybe six months to a year old. Well, I got news for you. We went from basically pulling in, this is just one small statistic, just one. We typically get anywhere between 35 to 40 bushels per acre. We got zero to five the last two years, okay? They need anhydrous ammonia. They need nitrogen-based fertilizers. All those plants are gone. We need diesel to be able to do all this heavy lifting. It's an awesome store of energy, and even that's going away. So I'm... I'm, I'm going to drop whatever foolish pride I might have and say I'm begging you folks to prepare. Wake up and smell the corruption or fall asleep drinking the hemlock. I always say that. But I'm not saying this to, to scare anybody. I'm giving you the hardcore reality in a way that I never have before. You've you got to hear this. And you've got to make preparations. Just like the sons of Issachar in the Bible they saw the signs of the times and they made preparations for them. So if you're listening to me right now, go back. If you have to draw upon some of the stuff we've already given you out there. If you're one of those people thinking, okay, well, I just woke up. What do I do now? Watch the video right off the bat where you get your dry goods. We did it not long ago and we did it for this reason. Go out there, go get all the dry goods you can. Get whatever storable fat you can. You can do it and you can do it cheaply. You're not going to eat like the Rockefellers, but you ain't eating like that right now anyway. Take whatever disposable income you have. Instead of going on that next vacation, you know, maybe put up with a little bit of crap from your spouse and say, no, we're going to take that money and put it back in food because the inflation is only going to go higher. So you're really saving money if you could take some of this food and put it back. I mean, they're talking about, I mean, some of the projections, we're talking at least a couple years of calamity. Go out there. I mean, if you'll see that there's been something of a theme over the last several episodes, really all of them, and that is go out there and acquire the skills, acquire the things you need, do everything you can. I'm not throwing out problems. You know my mantra here. We don't give you problems to which we don't provide solutions as well. And the solutions were provided long before I got behind this microphone, okay? It's not just me giving them. There's a lot of people out there doing this. My whole family is teamed up out there trying to get as many people prepared as possible because this house of cards, if you don't have the fidelity of your elections, you live in a banana republic. 
You hear what I'm saying to you? You live right now in a banana republic. Historically, these things do not go well. I could give you right from the top of my head. I could fill volumes with what I know typically happens in these times. The the pages of history are very full. But you don't have to wind up that way. You don't have to be that way. You can take what our founding fathers, Thomas Jefferson specifically wrote there, secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity. You don't have to be those people that are standing line in a soup line and having to do unthinkable things to put bread on the table. Prepare now. You still got time. I know there's a a cadre of people out there saying "You, you don't have time. Time's up. I don't subscribe to that. I don't believe it. If I did, I wouldn't be here right now. I wouldn't put myself in the crosshairs, which I promised myself and my family I'd never do again after I left talk radio. Because honestly, there are consequences to telling you the things I'm saying right now. They're fooling around with this podcast. They're fooling around with YouTube, Patreon, our money. Emails. Emails, yeah. Phone in general, communication in general. All of it. There are consequences to telling you the stuff I'm saying right now. It's been bad and it's only going to get worse. They're going to screw with me more. And if I have any ability, any breath in my body, even though, like I was talking to Aaron T. Scott, that I, there are times where I'm like, I'm done. I'm tired of putting myself in the crosshairs for a bunch of people that don't even listen. But if you're listening to this podcast, if you definitely made it through that first segment, well, <laughs> okay. You'll find out who won the knife. Yeah. <laughs> But look, I'm not going to leave it on a negative note because you don't have any reason to be negative. First of all, see about, we live a precarious life anyway. Whether times are good or not, you could be hit by a bus tomorrow. So right off the bat, make sure your soul is prepared. Do that first. And all your preparedness, get that knocked out of the way first. Because all the rest of it means nothing. We're all going to go the way of that dusty death. But... My place will never be among those cold and timid souls that need no, that know neither victory nor defeat. But look, y'all, we've been giving you everything you need. Just take it and run with it because I know you're capable. You can do this. Yeah, you ain't got nothing to say about that jam, do you? No, this one was a lot better. A lot better? Yeah, this song was a lot better. Son, that is an absolute jam up one side. Yeah, I'm agreeing. Yeah, so it was, it was the first one, better than that too. crap on the first one. <laughs> Man, you don't know what you're talking about. You, you got to recognize. <laughs> well, I got the winner of the knife giveaway. And just to remind everybody, it was the Kershaw Emerson, um, the Emerson Wave uh, pocket deploy knife. Uh, the winner is, oh man, user 114, hold on, there's got to be a better way to tell you who this is, uh, rainbowomg.com, you know who you are, um, you won, but basically their, their comment was, uh, there's nothing more pimp than choking your son down and handing out knives. I love the podcast (laughs) and real talk. Um, there's nothing, nothing better than a good knife as a gardener's companion. They basically run a market garden out of their town and they sell ferments and food and all that stuff, but you can find them at rainbowomg.com. So yeah, you guys won. Awesome. So email us, uh, your address so I can ship you this knife. Bam. Tell them where to email it. Oh, permapasturesfarm at gmail.com. You ain't going to check it anyway, man. Send or it to Billy, Billy at permapasturesfarm.com. You better Billy check them emails. Billy at permapasturesfarm.com. No, I'm breaking his chops, y'all, because, yeah, uh, we got a lot going on, and sometimes we get backed up on these emails. Well, congratulations, yeah. my man. Yeah, says the one who read a question from May. What? <laughs> yeah, you did. Nah, man, it's it wasn't on, my fault. It's on the podcast. Cause, yeah, because they're playing games with yeah. these stupid emails. It's on the podcast. Well, on the happier stuff, y'all, so Q&A. Um, but like I said in the previous thing, y'all, it's not a it's not an effort to get you down. It's, to, it's a... I'm trying to put that foot in your pants, okay? And quit sending me emails about, I can't do this and I can't do that. You can do it, all right? So step up. All right, got this one from Zach. 
Hey, Billy and William, I appreciate the content you put out on YouTube and the PimpCast. I purchased 10 of your comfrey earlier this year, got 14 cuttings. All but one came up. I'm impressed. See, Zach, now you never got to buy it. Now you can share it with your neighbors. That's exactly we want to put us out the comfrey business. Is there anything I need to do to overwinter it? Cover it, cut it back, just leave it. I'm in southern Illinois, and sometimes we get harsh winters. Thanks, Jack, or Zach. All right, well, right off the bat, you ain't got to do nothing. If it's up, it's yeah. going to die back. Don't worry. It's going to get wilted. It's going to die back like every other perennial. And then before you know it, when spring rolls around, you're going to see them little flowers coming out there. And then, then you're, you're going to find out every year it grows, it's only going to get better every single time it comes back. But when it you're at the point now when it does come back and it's nice and robust, late spring probably, when it gets about a foot tall is usually the demarcation point for me, you can start splitting that stuff. Yeah. So now you can go over there and give your – you can give your neighbor, hey, check this stuff out. Here's look at all this wonderful stuff it does. Bam, here you go. Yep. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, right. Uh this comment is from That's Not My Otter. And it it's referring to the uh Bitcoin. Um, he's saying, I think I can help you understand what is going on with the Bitcoin better. A lot of folks bought on margin. Many more took out loans when the price was high. Fourteen thousand is likely to be the bottom of the market before the next halving. In addition, the U.S. Federal Trade Commission allowed a futures ETF market to exist long before a spot ETF, so it could drop even lower than the normal through uh, through the normal, even though found every four years. Um, I don't know. I bought it in 2019 when the price was 8000 so my investment is still very secure. Wow, you're doing all right. There's a whole lot of people bought that stuff at 50000 Yeah. And, um, yeah. So yeah, how does that work? Well, you lost your money, nephew. <laughs> but do you owe money too? Well, I guess if you buy it on margin, I mean, there's some people <laughs> that are losing their shirts, man. They, I'm sure it keeps doing what it's doing, man. There's going to be some folks, unfortunately, jumping out of windows. Man. Man, I, I mean, it's a, it's a bad thing for sure. Old McDonald. All right, look here. He says, uh, hi, Billy. Been watching your YouTube channel for a while and was wondering if the permaculture design class William took was worth it. I'm considering signing signing up to the OSU class, even though it's even though through the uni is a liberal hole. Anyway, I just thought I'd get you guys' opinion. I'm not sure what you're meaning on university. Some of that. Okay. Um, anyway, thought I'd get you guys' opinion on whether or not there's any valuable in taking the course. I don't think he's American. <laughs> no. No, I think that's my maybe why. Okay. Um, yeah, it's a uh, yeah, definitely take the course. Um, take the. I mean, Nicholas Bertner has. The School of Permaculture course online. Uh, Jeff Lawton has his PDC online. It's the best money I've ever spent. It's better. I'll just say it's it that way. Better than any college uh, you're going to go to. That's for sure. Yeah, no doubt about that. Without a doubt, the best money I've ever spent. This comment is from Pieces on the Fountain app. Is there any update on the video from the Swale class you guys put on a few months back? I wasn't able to attend, but love to get a second chance and would happily pay for that. Tip a pimp, catch Jack. Yeah, well. Um, Regarding that swale class, we're going to switch directions, and um, we're going to do it again. Almost certainly it's going to be at So the Land, and we're going to have another class. We're trying to figure out when to do that. Right now, if you've just watched the last YouTube video, we just did another um, layout there for him, and we're going to get Justin down there. He's going to wind up probably doing the earthworks on it, and we're going to get down there, and we're going to, we're going to do it all over again. So we are going to have... Almost certainly, we're going to be doing it here, but the problem is in these mountains where we live, it's it's nearly impossible to find parking. So from a logistical standpoint, that's going to be tough. So I really don't know what to say regarding doing it at our place. But Jason down there, he is definitely in a water issue, and we're going to try to get him squared away. So that's what we're looking to do is to get that class going down there. We're going to try to film it. And nobody is better, in my opinion, at doing online content than Jason. He's a phenomenal storyteller. He is so meticulous, attention to detail that is unparalleled. And we're hoping to get that done, to do the video, do all of it, and might even be doing some out there with Anne of All Trades at her place out in Tennessee. So hopefully we can put all that in two very different terrains and show how it can be done pretty much anywhere, and it's really not that difficult to do. So, right here, uh, check this out. My name is uh, Austin, 
and he's a student at Texas A&M, and he's wondering basically if he can use any of the photo or clips or anything that he's got a project going on for college. Um, absolutely. I'm, I'm only putting this on here because yeah. I want everybody to know that absolutely, if you want to use any of our information, I mean... For educational purposes. Right. I mean, obviously, don't be using... Okay, if if we catch you using our stuff to sell whatever thing, whatever you have, and look, just you, you know when and when not to use our content. If you're using it for educational purposes, stuff like that, or you're trying to spread the word, there's absolutely, or you're referring back to it, stuff like that. There's absolutely no issues with it. But if you're trying to make money off of our content, and you know we don't support what you're doing. Don't don't go that route. It's a backdoor way of him saying there's right. a clown right now. I still have yet to get a hold of, and he's kind of sleazy, and he's involved in the liberty movement, but he's sleazy. I'm not going to say his name, and he just cut and pasted our stuff, even though I can't stand this guy. Yeah, and he's yeah. Uh, he's really a charlatan. He just cut and pasted our stuff, and he has it, you know, promoting his stuff with our material, and I've been meaning to get a hold of him for a good month and a half. Yeah, but any basically any other reason than that, yeah, go ahead and use the Yeah, especially the if footage. you're not if you're not a sleazy SOB out there, you know, trying to screw people and rip people off, uh yeah, and you're I mean, to even it. if like Shelly wanted to use clips from this to sell her soap, I wouldn't have any issues with not that. Not at all. No, not, not at all. all. This guy's just a charlatan and I don't like him. So um, anybody but this one guy can use our content. Bam. <laughs> <laughs> um check it out. Um basically Greg, uh he goes by Duke. Um, he's got basically the same thing going on as far as, uh, asking about the comfort. He's wondering, should he put it in the ground? Um, or, you know, keep them in the fridge until season. No, as long as you're able to work that soil, you can put it in. So as far as comfort goes, yeah, yeah, it's, it's no problem at all. And it sounds like he's trying to build his stuff up and awesome. 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 He says, tell William, I live in Williamsburg. Ha ha. Surrounded by deer, uh, small lakes. That's cool. Williamsburg. Okay, so you know what he's talking about. Yeah. All right. Um, so Freeman, he has a comment on here. There's a bunch of numbers after your name, but, you know, Freeman, you know who you are. Hi, Billy and William. Talking about real skills, I went and purchased the Homestead Pig Butchery class. I got to say I feel guilty about purchasing the class. I feel like I stole this thing. I'm still going to go through it, but it is awesome. Tip a pimp. Oh, man, that's really awesome. Thank you so much. We really did put a lot into that. I mean, I know what you get for a typical pig butchery class. And it's more than twice that amount is what the going rate is. In fact, some people are charging up to a thousand bucks. And I don't know that they're giving a thousand bucks worth of content. If anything, I'm going to underprice it and over deliver. And I try to do that in everything, whether we're at a festival, whatever the case may be. I always try. We all do. We all go way beyond if you do any of the classes we've done before, um, I try to give you so much information that you are never going to walk out of there and think, oh, man, I wish we'd. There's no question that won't be answered if I have an answer. And uh, there's no time that's not going to be spent. I see my time as yours if you pay me for it. So this answers that that kid's question earlier about the um, should he go to college or go to the permaculture? All right. So here's one of the reviews. Billy and William are outstanding. You will learn more from them than your four-year degree. I'm enjoying the podcast so much. Thank you for your hard work making it happen. (laughs) (laughs) So, save your money from college, go get a job, and listen to the Pimp Cast. Depends on what you're in college for. I mean, there are some things you got to have a degree for. But by and large, if you're in there for music appreciation, you might want to reconsider that, nephew. (laughs) Okay, check this out. This is from Joe D., the one who won the last knife. Yeah. Uh, Wanted to say thank you again for the knife. Awesome. But you know, the best part about this, she's doing this chicken tractor on steroids. And she says, I love listening to your pimp cast during my drive to work. Makes time fly. One question I had was, what online permaculture design do you recommend? I'm thinking about starting one as I'm nearing retirement. Um, William just told you earlier, um, Nicholas Burtner has one that's more inexpensive. But Jeff Lawton is, even Nicholas will tell you, there is no better instructor, permaculture design instructor on planet Earth. Probably never been. Um if, uh, if you go through that course, it's not cheap, but I'm telling you, it's a whole lot cheaper than getting a college degree in worthlessness. I would almost recommend making that like your Jeff Lawton's your second PDC because there's so much like you're not going to really after you take your first PDC, you're really not going to. I mean, you're going to understand way more than you did before, but you're still not in that full understanding stage yet. So whenever you do take your second PDC, that's the one I would recommend taking 
uh, with Jeff Lawton because now you have the correct questions to ask for your PDC. That's and what you're I gonna did. understand. Like there's gonna be some things that he's gonna explain, or at least he did in his in person one, that aren't really gonna make sense until you have like that background in permaculture. I think I think he'll make it work either way, but I would I think I kind of agree. I would go ahead and do one that's maybe inexpensive right now, or you can go just because you can go through Jeff's as many times as you want. So many well, awesome training here's aids. Here's the other thing is that you only have access to that stuff for a year. Right. So that's another reason why I would say, um, like, make sure you have an understanding before taking his because you can only reference that material for a year. Right. And that, that's not a bad idea. So Nicholas has a, um, he has an inexpensive one and it's, and you're going to learn plenty. But like William said, I think everybody at some point should probably try to get two PDCs from two different perspectives. And I wouldn't mind getting a third. Um, I just want to make sure that it's not going to, I want to get it from somebody that's actually doing stuff. Not one of these uh, theoretical permaculture designers, you know, somebody that's actually out there doing this stuff. Well, um, also she was saying, well, I guess we answered that question, but here's the best part. She sent me chickens of her chicken pictures of her chicken tractor on steroids. And I've got to say, man, that just made my day. Um, I'm glad it was about the chicken tractor on steroids. Cause I was thinking at first she was reporting that she accidentally cut herself with a knife. Oh, well, hey, don't it do was that. Only your second knife ever owned. Oh my and that goodness. That was a sharp one. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you sharpened that, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Okay. Um, this one here is from David. I uh, hope you're doing well this weekend. Um, let's see here. It says, I've read all this stuff before y'all. I, I, I try to condense it. I, I need to do a better job of this because some of these, uh, emails are lengthy. Um, hope you're all doing well this weekend before William drove nutty, trying to figure out Patreon's issues with the video. You can see them when you are on a subscriber, but then you click on them. It brings you up to the subscribe. So I think y'all are okay. Okay. Well, there's other things are pulling for a while yeah. there. I couldn't even respond to comments on there, which absolutely drove me crazy. He says screenshot screenshot attached. Um, let's see here. He says second, I really enjoyed the latest podcast and kept scratching my head, trying to figure out who we could learn something. Remember that last one where I was talking oh, about skills. To, yeah. Yeah. He said this afternoon we went into uh, a friend's country store down in Lexington, North Carolina. The Lord hit me with you big dummy and reminded him that there's friends who are beekeepers. Bam. There you go. Open the door up in a few months and then they're pouring their hearts into it. I mean, how cool is that? That's cool. How cool is that? That is one of those skills we were talking about. Yeah, bees are fun. I know man. you didn't like them at first, but. Man, I still ain't crazy about really? it. I mean, nah, man, I ain't trying to get, man, a bunch of flying snapping turtles, man. I ain't trying yeah. to get mixed up with all that. That one hive, especially. That one hive has like a vendetta against humans. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that one. But I got to say, boy, they produce. everything. Yeah, but they produce some honey like yep. nobody's And business. they have zero pest issues. No, nah, man. It's like they're going to kill every living thing that yep. comes comes near them. Including you. Yeah. So you better go out there with plenty of smoke because them guys, <laughs> those are the ones we brought from Texas, man. Yeah. They are absolutely yep. fantastic. Um, Got one from Troy. This is a follow-up from his last one, man. That was a cool. He sent me a video, and it was awesome to watch it. Um. He said, here's a little update on the uh, gathering leaves. He was basically out there. He was also saying happy Veterans Day. Well, same thing to you too, my brother. Um, he said, this is going to do wonderful wonders for our clay soil. Basically, he has this, in the video, I'll try to describe it. Um, he has basically what looks like uh, chickens in a coop, and he's got like a ring around there, and that's where he's throwing these leaves and stuff, and the chickens are doing their job. Yeah. And he's got bags and bags and bags of all his neighbor's fertility sitting right there. That's what he says, man, they keep throwing them out, <laughs> and I keep taking them. And he's got like an entire um, – it, it's so awesome, man, how much of it is sitting out there that he now has in his possession. And it's really that simple, y'all. Yeah. Whether it's wood chips, I mean, there's a lot of carbon you can get out there if you just start looking. Here's another one from Sandy. He says, I was at Sam's yesterday, got two buckets. Um, from the bakery department. They were originally contained frosting. That's where Justin gets his, too. Yeah, uh, and they th smell good, too. Yeah, they have a gasket made in the USA, and they were 75 cents each. Well, how cool is that? Yeah, that's so awesome. as far as scrounging, that's exactly, this is part of what I'm going to be getting at in the uh, book I'm writing, y'all. It's basically covering a whole lot of this stuff. And then we got one from uh, Bruce here. He says, I'm guessing, he's asking about bone sauce. He says, how many trees would you say you can get out of each jar? I'm recalling that you just recommended, 
recommended painting it on the trunk. Okay. He's a deer brutal up here. Okay. So, and he's in, uh, Northern New York. Okay. So I did a recent video regarding bone sauce and, um, deer are doing weird things these days. And I got a whole lot of theories as to why that's happening. But typically if it's about an eight foot tree, you can get about coverage. I mean, I can't say for sure because a lot of it depends on your pressure. Not that you would want to paint all eight feet though. You want to paint browsing height. Right. So where they can reach is where you want to paint. So roughly five feet high. Yeah. I mean, they can get up and mess with some more stuff, but generally about five feet high is sufficient. Um, and that's, and then we even hit the limbs if there's anything even lower than that. So when we get down to brass tacks, that's exactly how we do it. So roughly about 10 trees that, you know, if they're about eight foot high, you can get about, you can use up an eight ounce jar on that. It all varies. It's hard to say because it depends on I would the say like of your 10 tree. trees. You could probably get, uh, I would say you could probably get like eight trees out of a four ounce bone. So like four, like good sides, like four five-year-old trees that's what's hard to convey is that i mean if it's a sapling is it right. a sapling is it you know five years old what is it you know it's hard to say for sure but i just know that um about eight feet tall we can get about 10 trees and i'm i'm saying putting it on thick and you usually don't it really doesn't if you can heat that stuff up a little bit you can get a whole lot of coverage for yeah. it Yeah, a little goes a long way on yeah, that it, stuff it really does it really really does all right, y'all, that's going to do it for today. Um, hopefully, we didn't get too dark in things. Y'all, I'm just saying this because I truly do. I care about you folks, and I pray for you. I hope you're praying for us. All right, until next time, stay alert. Stay alive.